Welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast. Every day, we see a battle of hate versus kindness. Bullies choose hate. But guess what, guys? Kindness always wins. Here at BBG, we dive into everything from overcoming bullies to building resiliency in ourselves. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb, and let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Today, we will be talking to Josh Canuti, mental health advocate and the host of the Overcoming You podcast. Um, We're going to be deep diving into how we can overcome our biggest bully, ourselves. Um, If you or anyone you know suffers from depression, anxiety, suicidality, this is a must listen for you. Uh, But first, got to pay the bills. All right. Well, guys, welcome back. And I'm so excited today. We have an awesome guest here on the show. We have Josh Nudie. Did I say it right? Close enough. It's Canudie. Dang it. It is a yeah. Man, got it's me. Like, it's not like knife, but it's close. Dang it. Well, Josh Canudie. Um, so he's the founder of Overcoming You, host of the Overcoming You podcast, and is a big mental health advocate. Um, thank you. Thank you, Josh, for coming on the show today. No, I appreciate you having me. I love uh, love what you're doing, and so I'm excited to be here. Appreciate it. Man. So first off, how the heck are you? Where are you coming in from us? Where are you coming in? Um, Southern California, like Newport Beach, Orange County area. Okay, Cali. Man, are you guys yeah. on fire or no? Are you guys good? <laughs> well, I think the whole world is, or at least the whole <laughs> United States is. Whereabouts are you coming from? Um, I'm in Utah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep, yep. Tooele, Tooele City, Tooele County, right out of Salt Lake City. Nice. Yep. So tell us a little bit about what you do. What is Overcoming You all about? So Overcoming You was started out of a very dark time in my life. So I had some extreme depression and I'm an open book, so feel free to ask whatever you like. I had some extreme depression after some business deals went south and just really started my mental health took a massive, massive toll to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. And without, I'm not shying away with it, over it, but just glossing over that. After I came out of that depression and thankfully the suicide attempt did not work, I started to research, how do I, how do, how do I overcome this? How do I work through this mental health? And then I started to research not only how I do it, and as I was doing it, I realized the massive bigger pandemic than the coronavirus is mental health in this country with suicide, depression, anxiety going through the roof. Amen. Oh my gosh. And one thing that I'm excited to talk to you about, I know you talk to a lot of kids and the statistic that breaks my heart almost more than anything is the fastest growing group that has increased suicide attempts, depression, anxiety are little girls ages 11 to 16. Yeah. So after I did some work and kind of got better and I continue, I'm a work in progress. I went, Oh my gosh, there is such a massive pandemic in this area that I want to do whatever I can do to help and share my story because there are some people that I heard their stories when I was kind of down in the dumps that helped me overcome. So I said, Hey, I'm nothing special. I'm, I'm nothing um, to, to kind of get behind, but I went through some things and this is how I went. I got over it. And this is how I overcame it. So, Hey, maybe it'll help you too. And if not, at least, uh, you know, you have another friend in me. So, man. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that message. That is, uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, we've all had our dark times. I feel like that's where some of our, 
I mean, our greatest missions are born from our darkest moments. Um, But like, I don't know. Like, what was that like? Like that rock bottom? I don't know. What's your story? Tell us your story, man. I want to hear it. Okay. So basically what happened is I, so I grew up in Orange County, California, Newport Beach, and I always was comparing myself to everybody else. So in Newport Beach, there's a multimillionaire every which way you can throw a penny or a rock. Right. Oh my gosh. And I grew up in a blue collar family. My dad just installed carpet. So I was always comparing myself, comparing myself, comparing myself. And I did fairly well. You know, the only thing that I knew that I had, and I will give credit to my dad, he taught me, you know, I may not be the smartest, but I can outwork everybody. Mm. And so that's the only kind of currency that I had. So I worked my way up to corporate America. And every single time I hit like a milestone, you know, um, $50,000. Okay, now I got to get to 75. Now I got to get to 100. Now I got to get to 125. Now I got to get to 150. And looking back, it was just, I was never totally happy with myself. And I always thought that the next amount of money or the next achievement would give me validation. And so I could have more money to do more things or buy more things. And I just looked at it back then as a really big drive to go forward, but I didn't realize that I didn't really work on myself and I wasn't happy with myself. Because I can tell you and I can tell your audience, no matter how much money you make, the next step, when you make it, you're going to want to get to the next one. You're going to want to get mm-hmm. to the next one. It's a never-ending cycle. And so I got all the way up to corporate America and was managing $580 million, 22,000 associates across Puerto Rico, Canada, and the United States. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of putting money to this big $8 billion company. So I'm going to go try to buy a $10 million corporation on myself. Lo and behold, you know, long time went eight, nine months, worked on that day and night, day and night, day and night, and literally was in the lawyer's office ready to sign the deal. And what I learned after is that the seller had used me to get the price way up and then sold it for cash just a few days later. No. And here's the thing that I want you and I want your listeners to really understand is that, to be very honest, I was a real positive, outgoing, energetic, life of the party type of guy, and that failure because I didn't really work on myself, because I didn't love myself truly and was okay with every single spot that I had in life. After that failure went down, I started with, oh, you're so dumb. I just got married. Oh, your wife's, you can't, you can't provide for your wife. Oh, your wife's going to leave you. Oh, you're stupid. You're Uh. dumb. You're a failure. And this one thought turned into multiple thoughts a day, turned into multiple days a week, turned into multiple weeks a month, turned into multiple months a year. And lo and behold, a year and a half goes by and I'm not kidding and I'm not exaggerating. It was every single day I would wake up and all I would think about is how dumb I am, how stupid I am, how much my friends hate me. They only hang out with me because I had money. Now I don't have money, so they're not going to like me. Oh man. A failure. Who's going to love me? What's going to happen? And it just slowly spiraled, slowly, slowly down, down and down until I ended up in a um, flea bag motel ready to take my life. And Fortunately, um, you know, when I went to go pull the trigger, the gun actually malfunctioned. So I wish I could tell you that, you know, I didn't pull the trigger and I stepped away from the ledge, but I actually jumped off the ledge just luckily enough, um, you know, by the grace of God, universe, whatever you believe, it didn't work out. And then that's kind of what I was talking about after a lot of work, a lot of therapy, a lot of different trials and tribulations on how to overcome this demon that we have in between our ears then I started to realize how big of an issue and how not 
alone I am, maybe not into the point of suicidal attempts, but suicidal ideations or thoughts, but even more so the bigger picture, especially in the United States, is this feeling of comparison, this feeling of not enough, this feeling of worthlessness. I don't have enough likes. I don't have enough followers. I don't, I don't make enough money. So many people go through that and it's okay, but we got to figure out how to overcome it so we can so we don't get to where I got, because I can tell you, it starts with that one thought. And if you don't catch it, if you don't figure out, if you don't have tools to overcome it, it'll spiral real quick and get out of control real fast. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. I've got all sorts of just goosebumps and chills right now. Like you went off the ledge, like you yeah. went there, but, but you're here now. So man, so my whole mission, I mean, uh, this show and my whole mission, it's about helping kids overcome bullies, helping them to, you know, teach them how to move on with strengths and resiliency. But for so many of these kids, their biggest bully is themselves. I mean, you talked about it night and day for months on end. Yes. You were just beaten up on yourself. So for, for those kids, what are some of the key things that we can all do to overcome ourselves so that we can shoot for the stars so that we can overcome things and have resiliency? So there's quite a few things that I did that I know, work. And if you do a piece of them all together, it'll work. If you do, just do one, it doesn't really work because a lot of us do usually just one. So there, and I wish they were, Nate, I wish they were something like super awe inspiring or super brand new or like something you've never heard of before. But oftentimes the simplest things are the best things for us. You know, every single person knows how to be physically fit. You wake up, you eat, mm -hmm. right? You drink water, you go to the gym. Next mm -hmm. day, you wake up, you eat, right? You drink water, you go to the gym. And if you do that consistently over time, you will be physically fit. So same thing goes with these things that I did. So one of them is some of the simple ones. Eating right uh, most days. I'm not a, not a monk. I, I, have, I was just got, got back from Cabo. So trust me, I wasn't eating um, chicken and vegetables or anything like that. Eating healthy. Physical exercise is super massive. And then the other two is doing something this is so huge and it can be something doesn't have to be something huge it can be something small mm -hmm. but following through on something you tell yourself you're going to do consistently mm. i had a um neuroscientist from mit on my podcast and he talked about it can be something so small you just have to put the intention into it every single day that you're going to do it and his example was you can literally take a pen and say for 30 days straight i'm going to click this pen two times a day for five day for five times. It just, and it may seem small, but what you're doing is literally retraining your brain that you're telling yourself, you know what? I do follow through on what you tell yourself you're going to do. And that builds credibility with yourself. That builds self-belief, that builds self-worth. And the story that I always tell is the real big catalyst to me overcoming that, that depression you know, after that suicide attempt, I was in my bed for weeks and not showering and just ordering Grubhub straight to the door, you know, and thank God I had the most amazing wife ever. She was just there to help and with anything that I could possibly do. But the only thing that I knew that would make me feel better and increase my self-worth, increase my self-image, make me like myself more is if I would follow through on something I told myself I would do. And mm -hmm. so I took a quarter and I moved it from my nightstand to my dresser, from my nightstand to my dresser. And I told myself I was going to do this for 30 days. And so I went back and forth, back and forth, day nine, day 10. 
Then finally, day 15, I'll never forget it. I went, laid down in bed, and I looked at the quarter over at my dresser, and Nate, I don't live in a mansion, so and I'm 6'2", so it's one long step for me to get to the quarter and put it there, so it's not that big of a deal. But I went through this mental argument with myself going, this is so dumb. You're such an idiot. Nobody cares. You didn't even tell anybody about this. How's this going to work? This is so dumb. It's so stupid. What do you, it's a stupid quarter. It doesn't matter. This is so dumb. Mm -hmm. I was like, fine, fine. So I got up, grabbed the quarter, put it on my nightstand, day 10 or day 17, day 19, day 20, finally on day 30, I finished it. And did I feel like amazing and overwhelmed with awesomeness? Not in any way, shape or form, but did I feel a little bit better? Yep. And then that, I started to take showers more regularly. And then from there, I went to the gym one time a week. And then from there, I went to the gym two times a week. And then I went, hey, I want to try to run a mile. Hey, why don't mm-hmm. try to run two miles? And it slowly built on itself, but it all started that one tiny little stupid, totally innocuous act of doing something that I told myself I was going to do. And it's that whole compounding effect. And everyone knows that whole you know, penny of, a day doubles or whatever for 30 days. And at the end you have a billion dollars or whatever, whatever the math <laughs> right, is. Right, 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 right. Uh, it's just that it's slowly going on top of each other, on top of each other. And then just the last thing I know is a long ramp, but then just the last thing is to really watch and question your thoughts, almost be like a lawyer. So when I say like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so, so ugly. I can't believe my, my wife's even with me you go stop. Is that true? You know, every single person on the face of the planet has that one shirt or that hat or the pair of pants or the suit that makes them look good. Right. So that's true. It's just, you think that it's true. And so many times we believe that our thoughts are us and they're just not true. You know, you're not stupid. You know, two plus two, that means you're not stupid. You know something. Mm-hmm. And so just question your thoughts, following through on something you tell yourself going to do. And then just the simple healthy stuff, eating right, drinking water, surrounding yourself with good people listening to positive podcasts like yours, all Thank those you. things. <laughs> Man. It's true. Wow. That is crazy. And it's so true though. It makes me think back. Um, oh, I was listening to, who was it? Probably everybody on this earth, honestly. Um, but someone's talking about how like setting yourself up for little wins, like making your bed in the morning, you know, taking that shower, just those little tiny things. But I love how you like, even it's something as stupid as putting a quarter yeah. bed to your table and back again. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, chills. Um, Cause I mean, there's a lot of kids that struggle with, you know, self-confidence after being bullied in different things that they're like, well, I'm, I'm worthless. Like I have nothing that I can, that I can move forward with. And it's like, no, you can, but just one step at a time. I yep. love that. Yep. So there's a lot of kids that are being held back because of past trauma or like things from the past that have had them believing that they're not worthy of happiness. Um, like was there, once you started going through these things, was there like a mental switch that got flipped that had you honestly believing that you deserved all this love and happiness in the world? Or like, how can we flip that switch going from believing that we're the worst to believing that we deserve happiness? I think for me, so I'll be very honest. It's still a, a daily, weekly right. battle for me. Cause I right, still, right, right. I still have times, especially in these crazy times that we're in, I still slip. I still have days and times where I think really poorly of myself. But for me, it's anytime that I'm feeling down, that's why I strongly um, 
believe in therapy or it can, doesn't have to be a therapist, but it just somebody that you love and trust just to get these thoughts out. And if you don't want to talk to anybody, then type it or text it or voice record it and just get those thoughts out. Because if you, if you keep them in, they like fester and they eat away on your insides. So between that and then the affirmations, I love affirmations, but I feel like they get a real bad rap. You yeah, get a bad rap with some people think they're like woo woo or whatnot, but I'm telling you, if you will do 21 days of telling yourself whatever your affirmation is. So one of the affirmations that I told myself when I was going through it is happiness happens when you practice it, and I practice it daily and filled with love, joy, happiness, and positivity. And every single time I said that, I did not believe it. <laughs> nope. So just so all the listeners and all the people understand, as soon as you start to say it, you will not believe it over and over and over and over until it seems like for everyone that I talk to right around that 15 day, 17 day, you stop not believing it. You don't believe it, but you don't not believe it. If that right. makes sense. And right, then, right. And then what will happen is around day 21, 22 or so you'll, you'll have this like little epiphany and go, Oh wow. I don't feel so bad today. You won't feel like this whole overcoming of joy or anything like that, but right. You'll, you'll just be like, wow, I haven't been that sad in a while. I haven't been that unhappy in a while. Um, so those are just a few that I strongly believe that if you, once again, if you do them all together, it's mm -hmm. this, it makes the, it makes the happiness pie. It makes the happiness cake kind of come together. Okay. Wow. And it's so simple. Isn't it crazy how like the simplest things are the yes. biggest helps? Yes. I think a lot of people think like they have to go through some extensive, like mind changing, boggling course, majigger thing to just get on a good foot with their lives. But it's just the tiny little things that can just, just flip that switch a little bit. Um, something that I do. So I have a two year old um, and I have one due in like four weeks. Oh my gosh. Oh, so congratulations. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, but the little two year old, ever since he was old enough for me to hold him down and brush his teeth for him. Um, afterwards, we'd stand up in the mirror and I'd just say, you are strong and you are loved. You are strong, like bajillion, you know, three times in the mirror and then we go to bed. And then one time, like this last week, um, and we'd stop for a little bit because, you know, kids are kids. They get fussy before bed and we just throw them in bed and like, all right, sure, go to bed, you little demon. Um, <laughs> but one day we were walking past the mirror and he looked in the mirror and he's like, strong. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, if we do those little things enough, yes. it's not like, like you said, eventually you'll get to the point where you're not, not believing it. Yeah. Um, but then you'll get to the point where you are believing it. I love that. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a question since you are, are a dad. So I don't have kids yet. My wife and I don't have kids yet, but, and I don't say this from a parenting standpoint. I say it from a mental health standpoint, every single parent, the majority of the good ones, which are 99.9%, .9%, there's a right. 0.1% that are, you know, bad, but every single parent says something along the lines as you're parenting. Um, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. You're so handsome. You're so smart. You're great, which are 100% amazing things and should never, ever stop doing. My thing is, and this is the question is, yes, keep doing that. But when they finish the soccer game, Oh man, Nate, you did so good. You kicked, you kicked the goal and you made, made the, made the shot, all those things. Tell me what, what was the best thing that you felt you did and get them to tell you what they liked about themselves, what they did good. And I think in my thought process is the more you do that, especially at the two-year-olds, three-year-olds, all the way through their process. I think if you get them to tell 
you what they love about themselves, what they did good today in school, what they did good in the basketball game, what they did good in the, on the event or test or whatever, that, that starts to build their self-worth, kind of things we were talking about before. Like, oh my God, I did do good. I do do good. And you get it, train them thinking about themselves and the positive things about themselves first. So we don't get caught up in these little girl 11 to 16 year olds going, Oh my God, I don't have this many followers. Oh my God. I don't like her. Oh my God. I don't like, I don't look like that. Right. Would you agree that oh, that would help or a hundred percent like getting someone to point out the good things in their life helps to rewire their brain to start looking for those good things in their life. Um, so I'm my, my full-time job. I'm a school counselor at a high school in the County um, at, at Tooele high school here in Utah. And if I have a kid that's having, you know, they come in to talk to me whenever they're feeling down or if they need to catch up on their classes, whatever it may be. And one of the number one things that I ask my kids, I'm like, what's one thing today that made today great? Today sucked. I don't, okay. What's one thing that made today great? And if kids are constantly looking for that good thing that made today great, then it's going to start sticking. And so things like that with like, oh, God, dude, that soccer game was awesome. What's something that you love that you did? Like, I yes. love that. Absolutely. That totally helps kids because we're trying to change a whole culture because the culture of the world and schools and just in general is if you don't have X, Y, and Z, then you are not enough. Yes. And so helping them see you have so many things going for you, helping them focus on the things that they have instead of the things they don't have and focus on what they can control and not on what they can't. Like me, I got bullied a lot, but I can't control the actions of others. I can control myself and yes. how I make other people feel. And because of that, I was able to let the burden of their actions totally off my shoulders. It's not on me. It's yeah. not on, you know, and, and so I, I do think that'll help a lot with so many kids to not carry the burden of the world on their shoulders and just focus on them and their happiness. Yeah. Oh man, you could be that. such a good dad, man. I love it. <laughs> so excited for when you have kids, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's pretend like there's a kid writing, you know, comes up to you and is like, I, I don't think I'm worth anything. I don't think that, you know, life is worth living anymore because so-and-so said X, Y, and Z, and, and I believe them. Like, what, what advice would you have for them to help them out of that hole? I think I would do something very similar that, that you would do or that you just said you do with, uh, with your kids at the school is I would ask them, um, you know, how do they do in school or what's their favorite, favorite subject? And if they came across and, well, I love science. Okay, what's your favorite thing about science? Oh, I love doing the, the chemistry set. Why do you, why do you love that? And just get them into this positive mindset. You know, what's your favorite shirt that you have? Oh, I have this shirt at, at home or what's this favorite hat. I bet you look pretty cool in that hat. Don't you? I'm assuming I'm talking to the kids like they're, they're young. If they're a, in high school, obviously it's a different story. Right. Right. Um, and you know, who do you, um, who do you love most? Your mom, your dad, your grandma, you love your brother. What do you love about them? And just turn that, that mindset into a positive track positive thought track um you know what's if you play sports you know have you ever shot a basket well that's awesome you know a bunch of people don't have have baskets and just kind of change change that that trajectory of that kind of um thought process but then also once again depending on the age letting them know that the 
person that told you that or the bully that said that to you, they are probably hurting so much more than you know. Oh, yeah. Because I know it's an old, old used up term, but hurt people hurt people. Yep. There's Say never it all the been, time. There has never been a bully in the history of ever that looked in the mirror and loved what he or she saw. It just no. doesn't happen. People that love company. themselves don't do it. Yeah. And so oh. just let them know and try to get them to have as hard as it is and as impossible quotation marks as that may sound, try to get them to have compassion for that person because they're probably going through a really, really tough time that they don't know about. And that's how they're getting some sort of validation by bringing you down just to their level. Oh yeah. Once you, once you can kind of put yourself in the, in the shoes of like someone who's being a hater or someone who's being a bully, you really do feel bad for them. Like I had several yeah. times growing up where I realized I'm like, man, you don't know who you are. And that's why you're acting like this. And I'm sorry, man. And I hope you figure out who you are. Cause it, that sucks. Oh man. I, uh, I, I love this. It's, uh, we need to be able I feel like so many kids just need that, that, that little push of love and support to point out the good things in their life, that they have so many good things going for them. Yes. And just because a couple of things, they might be big things, but a couple of things aren't going their way, it doesn't mean they need to end everything. If anybody is listening right now, kids or parents, anyone, if you or anyone you know is struggling with suicide, depression, stuff like that, number one, go tell somebody. But number two, know that you're loved and list out everything that you have to be thankful for. And you'll find mm -hmm. you have so many reasons to stick around. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, man. Where can people go find you? Shameless plug time. Let us know. All Where right. Shameless plug. Well, basically everywhere on social media, overcoming you, the letter you. And then the big um, push right now is the podcast overcoming you on Apple, Spotify, anywhere that you get your podcast. And I think that's about it. Okay. Well, you guys, there you go. Go follow him on Instagram. Go listen to his show. It's awesome. He gets some heavy hitters on there, actually. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, go follow him there. Um, hop, on, hop on over to Instagram. Don't forget to follow me for your daily dose of positivity. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. We'll see you on the next one.